Good morning, Ram Nation. Welcome into DNVR Rams Live, presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, mention DNVR to take advantage of their deals. Hope everybody is doing all right this morning. Obviously, disappointing outcome yesterday up in Fort Collins. It was an epic atmosphere, second sellout of the season at Moby. Love to see the way the community has bought into this team as a whole. Uh, definitely hope to see them play their way into the top 10, but they just kind of ran into a, a really resilient, really desperate St. Mary's squad. A tough game between two well-coached teams. Obviously, 64-61 is the final in this one. Uh, the Rams had their chances, got two threes up in the final 20 seconds with an opportunity to tie there. Just wasn't their night. Um, you knew they weren't going to go undefeated. So from that standpoint, it's not the end of the world. And as far as the, the final four non-conference games go, this was the one you could most afford to lose and not have it hurt your resume. At the same time, kind of peak Ram life, you have an opportunity to play your way into the top 10 in front of a, a sold out crowd and ultimately come up short. We're kind of used to that as CSU fans, just as a whole, uh, that's not a shot at this program, obviously, which has been just a joy to cover for the most part for these last couple of years. Uh, ultimately being ranked in November slash December, it's, it's cool. It's a nice little feather in your cap at the same time. You know, the Rams were ranked in 2014-15. They won three straight ranked games. That team didn't make the tournament. Obviously, a lot had to happen for them to miss the tournament. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, while it is disappointing to have this winning streak come to an end and to very likely drop in the rankings, I still think they'll be in the top 25 with their resume. Uh, but it, it, it's just not the end of the world. Uh, there's no such thing as a good loss when you're favored. I mean, you can kind of make that moral moral win obligation or, or obligation argument. Getting distracted by the comments. Appreciate everybody. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Tim. Uh, shout out to everybody else listening. If you want to give us a thumbs up, that'd be huge. Uh, but I appreciate you guys getting up with us on Sunday morning to talk about the Rams. Even after a defeat, um, that's a team that's frankly, better than their record will show. Anybody that follows the sport knows how good of a program St. Mary's has been uh, these past couple of seasons, 53 and 16 or something like that over the last two years. Uh, two of those losses were actually to CSU, but you knew you were going to get their best effort. They had a slower start than expected after being projected to win their league over Gonzaga, which is crazy, but that goes to show you how much respect people have for Randy Bennett for St. Mary's. Um, they're, they're firmly going to be in the NCAA tournament mix come March. I believe that it's essentially like losing to a, a top third Mountain West team. And as, as Frederick commented here, it, it's a learning standpoint. It's, it's a moment you can grow from. And Nico eventually said the same Nico Medved last night, you know, he joked, you know, we're not going to be the 76 Hoosiers the only team in college basketball history to run the slate and uh, win it all. So I, I think that's just a good perspective to keep while also recognizing that it was disappointing. I mean, it was not a great game from CSU. This was a really physical matchup. Uh, you have to credit St. Mary's for being able to dictate the pace year in and year out. Really smothered CSU. And I uh, will get into some of those key stats, but my main takeaway here is just that 
nine and one with four high major wins, a top 10 win over Creighton. That's a better start than anybody in their wildest dreams could have ever hoped for. I mean, you have a chance to go 12 and one in the non-conference late knock on wood. You would really like to avoid, avoid any more slip ups before the mountain West games, just because you want to go into the conference slate with that national respect, with the standing that you've earned to this point, because you've played really well, but they've shown their capability. They've outperformed even our, our wildest hopes. And to be nine and one at this point, given the schedule that they've played, you know, great wins against Creighton uh, Boston college is a good win. Washington looks better after they beat Gonzaga last night. Although the, the transitive argument game can get wonky in a hurry. Like you Boise beat St. Mary's. So you could try and craft an argument. Oh, is Boise actually better than CSU? No, every game is situational. It's all different. You got to look at it individually, uh, but from a resume standpoint, it does help the metrics. Um, I think getting a week between games is going to be huge for this team. They just need some time off. They looked sluggish against DU. They looked worn down. I think there were elements of that in this one. You've got to credit CSU for never laying down. They trailed by as much as 10. Uh, St. Mary's had a 19-2 run in that first half. At one point, held CSU without a field goal for 10 minutes. Credit the Rams for fighting, for finding a way to, you know, have it be a one-point game at the at the half there. But it was just a rough one. Uh, we're going to get into it more here as we continue. Again, appreciate everybody in the comment section. When you get hurt, Bax and Shanker are here to help Bax and Shanker. They win for Colorado families. They've been doing it for more than 25 years. And what's awesome, there's no upfront fees to work on your case. There's no fees while they're working on your case. There's no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. They've already won over a billion dollars to their clients. And uh, they have more locations than ever now in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, Fort Collins. They have the strength and power to win your case. More than 30 lawyers, 100 staff. Bax and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Bax and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. Buying tickets should not be a hassle. With game time, it isn't. You know, they, they take all of the inconvenience, all of the BS fees. That's my least favorite part about buying tickets to anything these days. You're scrolling. You're excited to go to an event. You know, maybe it's something like Adam Sandler who's coming to Denver this upcoming week or, you know, a sporting event and you see 130 and you're stoked. You think you got a, a decent deal for a couple of tickets. Then all of a sudden they jack on, you know, $20, $30 worth of fees. It's asinine. With game time, the price you see is the price that you get. You can see the view from your seat. So really, they take any of the inconvenience, any of the, the questions you may have out of buying tickets. With their zone deals, you can pick the section and game time picks the seats, but you will save an average of 18%. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the app, create an account, use that code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms to apply. Create an account, redeem the code DNVR for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right. Going into uh, the, the key numbers here. St. Mary's held CSU to just 37% shooting as a team. That's a season low, uh, pretty significant there. Uh, the Rams had 11 turnovers, which snaps a five-game streak of double-digit 
or of single digit giveaways, I should say, it's not like 11 turnovers is some insane total or anything like that. Uh, the Rams did have some uncharacteristic ones, though. Nico Medved talked about just the way that St. Mary's was able to take CSU out of their game, essentially. I mean, typically, this is a team that's very much flowing. There's a lot of movement. There's a, a lot of ball movement, especially. And in this one, it, it was just a little too much one-on-one at times. I felt like far too often, guys were kind of driving into the lane without an apparent plan and then basically trying to to throw an errant pass through traffic. That didn't work out well. Other times, like they would attack the hoop. And with the way that the defense was positioned, it just never had a chance. Credit St. Mary's. I mean, this is what they do. If you remember back in that 2020 game, they held they held CSU to 33 uh, 33 points in that game. It, it was a 25% shooting. That was clearly one of the ugliest games we've ever seen. It, it wasn't anything like that. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Aaron in the comment section. I appreciate you. But um, it, it was tough. I mean, they, they did a good job of just getting the Rams out of a rhythm in this one. And you knew that they would play hard. I mean, I've already said that, so I don't want to get too repetitive here. Got sidetracked by the comment section, which is always the goal, I know. Um, but getting back to some of the key numbers, Rams got outmuscled on the glass. They were minus four there. They were also minus four in points in the paint. That's been huge for CSU these past couple games because whether they may, they've been able to make a jump shot or not, they've been able to get those post opportunities. I mean, they could do it against DU whenever they wanted, whether it was Scott or Cartier or, or Clifford or any of those guys. They were basically able to just bully their way to the hoop at any single point. You weren't able to do that against a defense like St. Mary's. You know you're not going to be able to do that. And when you're also not able to hit the, the open jump shots that are available, that's tough. And that was just kind of the case for the Rams. Uh, their legs looked tired in this one. Um, again, you credit the fight that they showed. It's encouraging that they didn't lay down. This is a game that very easily could have been a double digit loss. And then at that point, you do feel a little bit worse about it. A three point loss in a matchup that's ultimately going to go down as a, a quad two game. It's just, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't. Um, looking at some of the individual number numbers here. Um, Joel Scott, man, two points, 0 of 4 from the floor. They really took him out of this one. And St. Mary's has a lot of size. They play really physically. Um, There were a couple of charges that went against, or blocking fouls that I thought would get called charges that went against Scott. Look, it's tough. It's a bang-bang play. I know that. The, The one against Cartier at the end would be the one that I most disagree with. I felt like he went straight up and the the guy kind of drove into him. Um, but ultimately this was one where they pretty much could have called a foul, like every single series on both sides and they didn't. So while there were a a couple to complain about, I, I, overall, I I don't think it was the biggest factor in the world. Um, but Joel Scott finishing with two points, only five boards. That was a, that was a tough one. That was a big factor. Cartier had 16 points on only seven shots. He continues to just find a way to make the most of all his looks. I mean, he is, truly one of the most efficient players in the country. Uh, Neat Clifford, 15 points, 11 rebounds. I, I'd probably have him as the CSU player of the game just because 
I, I felt like, especially on the glass, his effort early on was really important. Um, obviously had some really vicious dunk attempts, finally was able to land one. He went for the kill twice and didn't land it. On that third one, he, he throws it down at the end and Moby goes crazy. If they would have won this game, that would have been one that lived on forever. Even so, it should be a sports center highlight, should, you know, make the the, the pregame hype up video or whatever. But he's a great athlete. He's been really impactful. Isaiah Stevens, 20 points, four rebounds, three assists, six turnovers. Only the the fifth time in his career, or only the sixth time in his career, he's had six or more turnovers. Hasn't happened since his sophomore season. Not really worried about it moving forward, especially just given the way that this game played out. He was trying to do a little bit too much at times. Um, it, it wasn't only him. As I mentioned earlier, there were quite a few guys that were you know, trying to do a little bit too much one-on-one in moments. Um, but at the same time, you know, guys like Isaiah, they're pretty dang good. Um, some key stretches late that really ultimately decided the game. I felt like CSU played really good defense down the stretch as a team. Uh, it was just kind of one of those where St. Mary's would they'd struggle. They'd struggle uh, on one on one instance after CSU took a one-point lead. Cartier hit a couple of free throws with just over two minutes to go. The Rams, they actually stripped a, a couple of St. Mary's ball carriers. Weren't ever able to secure the ball, though. It ends up in Joshua Jefferson's hands around the paint. He makes kind of a floater there. Nice jump shot, especially with the shot clock winding down. That was huge. A minute later, you know, the Rams almost a second violation as St. Mary's is trying to advance the ball. Then they almost force a shot clock violation. They ultimately inbound the ball from underneath the hoop. CSU takes away their two primary targets. They force it to Jefferson, a guy who's hit two of 26 threes all year long coming into this one, but happened to hit two, including this one with the shot clock going down really clutch. I mean, yes, it was an open shot, but when you give up an open shot from deep to the opposing team's worst shooter, typically that's a win. I mean, that's kind of how you do it. You defend it based on the percentages. You took away their, their primary options and that kid stepped up and he found a way to make some plays for, you know, his team and a major win, a potentially season saving win for St. Mary's. Uh, that's a that's a gut punch when that happens to you defensively. You play really really good defense for thirty seconds, and then you know they just make a garbage shot at the end. It is what it is in that regard. Uh, but you know, I, I just wanted to point it out because it wasn't like the Rams just kind of gave this one away. St. Mary's is a good team, and they they ultimately took this one. They found a way to get it done. They found a way to steal the win. Uh, the Rams still had two chances there late to ultimately tie the game. Isaiah's step back three, probably a little rushed, to be honest, didn't get his feet set. I didn't love that. I mean, he's certainly capable of making it and I'm not going to, you know, rip him or anything like that. He's made a million of those in his career. He is the guy you want shooting the ball in the the clutch situations. I just feel like he rushed it a little bit. And he even told me, because I asked post game about it, was that, intentional so that you could get the offensive rebound potentially if you miss and have a second shot at it, which they did. Nick Clifford just wasn't able to make his, his was much more in rhythm, a lot cleaner look. Um, but I, I just, I, I felt like he maybe could have gone to the hoop and taken an easy two. At that point, you still have a chance to trap 
I mean, if you have to, you can go to the foul game. There, there was plenty of time left to get just a cleaner look is all I'm saying. Um, we got a question here from Tim. Why was Terrell Davis there? He was announced as the special guest for CSU president, Amy Parsons. Saw a bunch of photos of him on social. He was able to, you know, visit the football program. You saw that with Jay Norvell. Looks good in Rams gear, I must say. Love to see that. Um, I don't know if I want him around at the other games, though. Is he the the bad luck? Can we put this bad juju on on TD? I can't do that. One of my childhood heroes. I just I can't do it. But um, I, I just I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to overreact. We know what this team is capable of doing. We have seen to this point that when they play their highest level on either end of the floor, they're able of they're able to you know play with anybody in the country they're capable of dominating they lost to a good team that was desperate and frankly needed this one to save their season at the end of the day it happens you weren't going to go 31 and 0 you just weren't i mean they're i think they're going to be a, a 25 plus win team i think somebody in the the comment section asked about that at one point how many wins do you still expect you know i i think this team is capable of having a, a historic season being you know a, a top I don't know, they were a six seed the last time I got to the tournament. Maybe you could be like a four seed if the if the cards played out right. You got enough Mountain West victories, maybe won the league for the first time ever. That would all be cool. But again, all of that really is just feathers for your cap. Like the end game here is to be playing your best basketball come March. You want to have a run in the conference tournament. You want to have a run in March Madness. It, it's fun. And, and I want to see this team continue to rattle off wins, especially against the teams that they should beat. But we just got to keep a perspective here. And remember, it's a marathon. It's a 31-game season. I, I really do feel like this eight-day stretch here without a game could not have come at a at a better time. They just they look exhausted. And obviously, the injuries are starting to catch up to CSU. A silver lining is it sounds like Jalen Lake is going to be back a little bit earlier than anticipated was estimated to be out around six weeks with that broken finger. And now it's sounding like it might be closer to a month, which would be huge. They could just really use his perimeter defense. Uh, I, I felt like in both of these games, DU and St. Mary's, you could feel the impact of not having Josiah out there, of not having Jalen Lake out there. Guys just getting too many uncontested threes. And I mean, you feel it with some of the driving lanes too, you know, guys able to get in the paint a little bit easier. Um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Harris, I think you're, you're spot on. He says, I feel bad for CSU Pueblo and the beatdown they will receive in a week. Being respectful, you know, that anything is possible in this sport. We see, you know, D2 teams every now and then go into a D1 arena. You you certainly know that they would love to come in and, and play spoilers, but kind of should be a, a get-right game for CSU. Uh, kind of reminds me, of that Adam Sandler quote from the the Longest Yard remake where he's talking about how at Florida State, they would always play a tune-up game to start the year, you know, some FCS college, small school or something like that. And he's, you know, little tune-up game, beat the shit out of them, get your confidence up. That's what we'd like to see with CSU. In these uh, final two local matchups, CSU Pueblo and Adam State. And then, you know, ultimately you got to go out on the road against tough you know, WCC opponent. So we shall see. Uh, but again, I'm just, I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to panic. This team is deep. They have high level point guard play. 
what we saw from Isaiah Stevens last night as far as the turnovers go. It's a statistical anomaly. It's not something that's going to happen very often. This team is is deep. I'm just I'm not that worried about it. I do think they're dinged up. I do think it's going to be a tough finish here at the end of the non-conference slate, just trying to work through these different combinations. I mean, we're seeing Medved play a lot of different lineups right now. We're seeing some small ball lineups, which is something we hadn't seen earlier. I don't mind it. I mean, now is kind of the time when you when you tinker with some of that stuff. Uh, I, I did think we would see a little more Tavy in this one, just after yeah, the impact he had in that win against DU. Um, but uh, yeah, also my apologies on the uh, the swear words for any potential children watching uh, or my grandma. She gets she gets on me for that as well. So my apologies. Um, this is a good family show. You know we're better than that. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out our partners over at Hero Bread, guys. It's the time of year when we all can afford to. Look at what we're consuming. And what's great about Hero Bread is it's a, uh, it's a ultra high fiber, ultra low net carb and zero grams of sugar option while still getting all the taste and texture that you're used to. I'm a big carbs guy, like bread, pasta, any of that. I, I could never live without it. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm a fat guy at heart. I am and my, my metabolism is starting to slow down. It's catching up with me in a hurry. Uh, you know, my, my thirties are right around the corner. And fortunately, uh, I think a bigger belt size is right around the corner, but what's great with hero bread, I can keep eating, you know, all of the things I love, sandwiches, quesadillas, muffins, you name it. And I, I know that I'm, I'm making a little bit better choice than I did in previous years. That's what it's all about, right? Moderation. Right now, Hero Bread offering the DMVR fam 10% off your first order. Just go to hero.co. Use code DMVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O.co to save 10% today. All right. Apologize. My voice is struggling today. I'm tired. I've been a lot of traveling, a lot of time on I-25, although the, the commute was was not bad for this game yesterday. Uh, it snowed like half a foot in Lakewood where I live. Couldn't have been drier up north though. Uh, High Plains Strains provides top quality cannabis, a wide variety of products. Check them out, including uh, for all your needs, including infused edibles, high potency concentrates, some of the best flour in the state. They have three locations, one in Log Lane Village, one in Garden City, one in Sedgwick. If you're in North Northeastern Colorado, they're the dispo for you. Order online at highplainstrains.com. They've got drive-thrus. You don't even have to get out of your car. Make sure you use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores. Other deals include a full ounce for 80, Veritas 8s for 25, Mammoth 1 gram cartridges for 15, Exquisite Extracts 4 for 40. Remember to use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these high plane strains deals. All right. I uh, got a question or a comment here from Frederick. I think Lake and Strong would have had better success Guarding Marcionis, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Not 100% sure I said that last name correct either. I referenced him by number in the post-game session. Yeah, I mean, not having those guys out there is huge. It's two of your top three perimeter defenders. You still got Neek, which is huge. And Joel Scott is a guy that is athletic enough that you can put him on certain guards, especially bigger ones. But some of those 
you know, quicker guys, you kind of feel that impact where you need somebody with just a, a, you know, a little less length, a little more quickness. So hopefully we're able to get those guys back for the majority of the conference slate. We're going to need it. The Mountain West is looking deep, although not a great night for the league. Uh, Nevada also lost. Drake beat them by double digits, really kind of beat them down. That's another really solid program. Uh, Nico left it in a good spot and they have just continued to roll ever since. Um, San Diego state should have lost, should have lost at home, man. They were down five in the final minutes. I'm drawing a blank on the the school, um, comment section. If you can help me out, that would be great. One of those local California schools, um, they had a bad turnover late and they forced some, some bad shots, some pair of free throws. It was typical, typical choke job. San Diego state's been able to kind of escape the, the grip of death narrowly a couple times. UC Irvine. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. Um, we'll see. I'm not, again, not really super worried. I think the league has shown what, what it is this year. Um, but you know, it's a situation where you want to end strong because you've done a, a nice job kind of establishing the foundation here. I do think that the mountain West as a whole has gotten more respect quickly than we had seen in previous years based off of the run that San Diego state had to that national championship. I mean, you know, rising tides raise all sails. I, I do think that CSU probably jumped into the, the top 20 quicker than they would have in years past. I think it was rightful. I think their resume, you know, was that of a top 20 team, but I also think there have been times in the past where we see in football and basketball where mountain West teams have to do it and then do it again and again and again. Whereas like a team out of the ACC, the big 12, they pick up a mediocre win on the road and all of a sudden they jump up to 19 in the standings or something like that. It's, it's an imperfect process. Voters are fickle because of that. I don't know what to expect as far as where CSU will come in the AP and coaches poll with four high major wins, a top 10 win over Creighton, win over CU and Washington. I think they dropped to around 20-ish, you know, maybe where they were before they jumped up to 13. There's been a lot of losses in the top 20 this week, which is going to help CSU's cause. Um, but, you know, again, voters are fickle. It's one of those situations where just expect it. You know, they'll probably drop a little lower than they should because the, the Mountain West respect, it's better than it was. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good comment from Aaron. We will really be able to tell with how much respect the Mountain West has tomorrow with how much they fall in the rankings. I'm right there with them. I mean, if, if CSU only drops to like 16, 17 or something, I think that would be a huge testament to how the, the nation feels about CSU, what they've accomplished, what this program is, but also the conference as a whole, which finally kind of validated itself by having that, that run in March. I do think that the, the emphasis that we put on the NCAA tournament, although fair, because like that's the postseason, that's what you play for. It, it can become just a little bit disingenuous or a little bit inaccurate of a representation of how competitive a team or program is. If you don't have success in this incredibly random, really, really wonky format that just produces all kinds of upsets and, and chaos and, it's a wonderful product and it's probably my favorite thing as a sports fan to consume. It, it just, it produces weird results. And I think 
if you base your entire opinion on, you know, how a program is based on how they fare in something that weird may not come to the right conclusion. That's all I'm saying. Uh, um, no more slip-ups before the league slate. That's the hope. Um, you know, you've established yourself as a top 20 team to this point. Again, we'll see how far they fall. You just got to be able to to close out this this slate, which has had a better start than you ever could have imagined on the right note. I mean, if you go 12 and one in the non-conference slate, coming into the year, looking at that schedule, I was hoping for, you know, 10 and three, maybe 11 and two, if they got really hot. And that would be assuming that they, they beat CU for sure. And probably Washington. Um, but, you know, if you would have told me, Hey, they're, they're going to start nine and oh, they're going to beat Creighton. They're going to beat down Creighton. They're going to beat Washington. They're going to handle CU in front of a sold out crowd. They are going to drop one to St. Mary's though, after beating them the last two years. I think any Ram fan would take that. I think any uh, player even or coach would take that. And this is a good comment here from Aaron Harris. Loyola Marymount has sneaky trap potential. Don't sleep on them. I don't think CSU will though, especially after this game. You know, I think they recognize the importance of getting that true road win, uh, solidifying their resume. This is a very veteran group. I I don't think that's that's something we really have to worry about with this team in terms of mentality. I just think they're so mature. And we've kind of already seen that in, you know, the trip to Greeley, which I I felt very similar about. It's a team that you very much should beat. You're going to be favored by double digits, but they're going to be able to compete. They've got some guys that can play. The WCC is a phenomenal league. And it's the reason that CSU schedules it. It's why we play teams like St. Mary's and LMU. And obviously Gonzaga is the standard. You know, you got to take care of business there, though. If you lose that game, Again, I will be more disappointed than I would than I was after this one. It wouldn't be the end of the world because you already have those four high major wins. Your your resume is already looking good. Again, coming into the year to be an NCAA tournament team, basically my mindset was ten and three, eleven and two ish in this non conference slate, and then hopefully you're able to fare well against the other top teams in the Mountain West. Now you've raised those standards a little bit. I think most people are hoping a little bit higher at this point, and they should. I mean, as I said last week, dream big. This team has proven what they are capable of. They've shown what they can do. They've got tons of talent. They're well-coached. Don't lose faith because of, you know, a a tough performance against a team who had their backs against the wall. Um, I I just, I want to, I want to see this run continue. You know, it was great to see the second sellout. New Mexico should be a sellout as well. Ram Nation did their part. You know, hope they continue to. Uh, if you guys have any more questions or comments for me, go ahead and fire away. Otherwise, we're going to head on out of here with our Sunday mornings. Um, do you have kind of a, a scoop for you? It's actually on the football side. Or I, you know, I, I want guys to announce their, their own stuff. I will just say that my gut feeling had been that Dallin Holker would return. I'm not so sure that's going to be the case anymore. It kind of sounds like it's leaning the other direction. Again, we'll see. You know, all fall, I had been told that he he very likely would be returning. Um, it, it does not sound like that's going to be the case. We'll see. Um, Tim says, anything less than a Sweet 16 
again, the results of the NCAA tournament can be kind of a tough judgment. I think so much of your success in that format is dictated by, you know, how healthy are you? What kind of draw did you get? For instance, getting Michigan and Indiana was a a tough luck. I mean, if you're able to kind of get hot early, get the right matchups and get some momentum, I think confidence goes a long way. At the same time, I think it would be a shame if through this entire run with Isaiah Stevens and David Roddy, we didn't get a single NCAA tournament win. So, you know, I, I am aiming for a run this year. I, I think this team is good enough. I think this coach is good enough. The staff as a whole, this program, it's where it needs to be. I want to see them do it. Uh, Aaron, can we get a DNVR comatose shirt? I am not the one in charge of the, the shirts. If I will bug our guy, Eric about it. I pitched it in the past. Um, I don't know if he thought it was quite as cool as I did, but I think if the people, you know, kind of, make it clear that it's such a unique tradition that we all appreciate, then, you know, it it might be something that we can work out. Um, I will say I am working with them right now. We do have a new CSU basketball shirt coming out. uh, Hopefully, hopefully before the holiday, I'll have to bug him on that. Um, Yeah. Tim Holker to the NFL portal. I mean, yeah, he's he's not going to go play for Texas or something like that, but you kind of get it. I mean, he's an older prospect uh, after especially going on his two-year mission. It is a bummer. I think everybody all fall thought he would be back. I certainly had always thought he would be, and he still may. Again, you know, you never know, but it just kind of sounds like the the winds are blowing the other direction now. Uh, still undetermined with Tory Horton based on everything that I've heard. Senior Bowl will be a, a big opportunity for him to go and kind of showcase himself in front of uh, NFL evaluators. So we'll see on him. If they could get Tory back, God, that'd be huge. Um, CSU, we should start hearing, you know, about some of the transfer news, obviously signing day coming up for football. And I think that's on the 18th or 19th, but I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to all of that. Appreciate everybody for getting up with us this morning for tuning in win, lose, or defeat, you know, we are always proud to be here. This team is special. It's going to be a really fun run. They are going to need some things to go their way. There's an element in, in, there's an element of luck and success that I think we tend to overlook, especially in sports. But um, I'm just excited. I'm still excited. Don't lose the faith despite a frustrating outcome against a desperate team that is going to be in the NCAA tournament mix come March. And as so long as the Rams take care of business here over these next three, they will be a top 20 team going into the Mountain West slate. Um, Yeah, shout out to Frederick. Washington did take Gonzaga down. Helps the resume. You love to see it. Uh, I also want to say I appreciate everybody in the arena that's come up and and said hi to me over the last couple of of games. It's been really overwhelming. Frankly, happened a lot more than, uh, than it ever did in the past. I think it's kind of a, a sign of the growth of this show, which is really cool. And it's, it's really to cool. It's really cool to have this community that we've, you know, established together started during a tough time. I mean, I basically, you know, late 2019 is kind of when I came over to, to DNVR on the CSU side and then going into the pandemic, that was rough, but we found a way we did watch alongs, watching old CSU football games on YouTube and commenting together. I mean, I created an all time 
NCAA football roster and obviously finally having some success in basketball and then, you know, some hope for football under Jay Norvell has, has been huge just for the, the general interest level when it comes to CSU. We're never going to be the biggest fish in the pond, but at the same time, you know, we are a substantial portion in this state. You know, I, I think at times people kind of look at it like it's, oh, you know, CU and all the flash and then all oh, little old CSU. CSU is actually, you know, a, a school of the people of, of locals. And anyways, it, it doesn't matter, but I appreciate all of you guys for always rocking with me, whether we win, whether we lose, you know, I'm always going to be here for you. And you guys always have my back, which just means the world to me. Um, much love to everybody out there. This season's going to be a whole lot of fun. Do not lose your faith. I promise you, you know, come March, it's it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So always proud to be. Much love to Alyssa behind the sticks, producing this show, making everything run smoothly. We will be back. I'll have another pod that comes out uh, later tonight, I think. I got to rewatch the game, and then I'll kind of dive into some other stuff. But uh, always, always proud to be. Peace.